0: Welcome to Dealmaker Diaries, where you hear directly from the dealmakers who you invest with, M&A, real estate syndication, and more. Strap in for unparalleled advice, wisdom, and insight from some of the world's best business minds with Don Thomas and G1C Group. Welcome, guys. We have a very good group of guests joining us today, which are the Jonas Brothers. So we have Jeffrey... Curran and Kenneth and despite their Asian background they chose to be real estate investors specifically focused on apartment syndications to pursue financial independence. Jeffrey and Curran are twins who are 19 years old while Kenneth is 22. So in this episode you're going to learn how one's upbringing can affect your view of money and what the Donuts Brothers favorite educational resources are on real estate. Also, we'll be talking about how to build a buyer's list and use it to your advantage. Also, we discussed what creative financing is and how to use it in real estate and why shifting to multifamily syndications is a good real estate strategy. We also talked about what challenges can be caused by being young and how to overcome them in the real estate world. So let's give the Donuts Brothers a warm welcome, guys. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome to the show. How are you today? Doing well. hey, hey, we're doing well. How are you doing? Uh, very good, very good. Thanks for joining us today. A pleasure to have you on.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us. Of course, thanks for having us. We appreciate
0: it. So yeah, guys, we were introduced um, a few months back, and I thought you guys were pretty interesting considering what you're doing and where you are this this far in your life. So why don't, why don't you guys tell the listeners a little bit about yourselves and? how you got started into um, real estate initially.
2: Yeah, I can kind of go first. So um, my name's Jeffrey Donis, my um, two brothers obviously, and, and uh, we got started in January of 2020. We were um, wholesaling real estate. I was a college student at the time and uh, I was in my dorm and we just started cold calling and eventually um, we got sent home for, because of COVID and all. So once we got home, we kind of had more time to put towards that business because at that time it was really just a part-time thing for us. And then eventually, six months in, we got our first deal. Uh, we started scaling that business, and I'll kind of let my brothers jump in on that. But um, in regards to how we got started, it was really through wholesaling real estate.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah. So um, you know, six months in, we got our first deal. We were able to scale that uh, business. And we ended up doing uh, 16 wholesale deals. Um, we did a fix and flip and we got into like creative finance. Um, so we were able to acquire a few rentals as well. Um, but you know, the, the end goal for us was always um, to, to get passive income. <clears throat> we did not really wanna be working for money. And we knew that real estate was the way to get passive income. But I mean, as you would know, with wholesaling and uh, flip, flipping, um, it's more of an active job. And that's what we started realizing, which kind of got our interests um, into multifamily. And I can let Corwin uh, explain um, kind of why we, we jumped into multi and, and how
0: that went. Okay, yeah, it okay got it. Before, you, before you I do ahead that ahead. real quickly, can you, for people who don't know, can you quickly explain how wholesaling worked?
1: Yeah, I can. I can give it a go. Wholesaling is pretty much when you find a motivated seller um, usually it's a single-family home, and they want to sell their property. A lot of times, these properties um, are in below-market condition, so they're not going—they're they're, going to need some fixing. Um, and so, what we do is we have the seller sign an agreement to sell, and um, in there is also a clause that allows us to assign it to an end buyer. And so, what we do is we get the property under contract at a certain price, and then we go and find an end buyer for it and we assign it to that end buyer for a fee and, and th- then we make the difference so let's say we um, agree with the seller um, the homeowner for 100,000 and we find an end buyer who's willing to buy it for 120,000 then we would make that 20,000 difference of course after or you know the difference between that and any closing costs and things like
0: that okay got it got it and you guys do and why why is it called wholesaling because you do a number of those together as a package or how does that work
1: it's called wholesaling. Um, I mean, you can honestly wholesale anything. It's wholesale real estate, and it's pretty much just because like we're like acting as the middleman, um, in between that transaction.
0: Okay. And how long does that process usually take from?
1: Yeah, I mean, finding a, uh, a deal. It really depends. For some people, it can take a week, two weeks, two months. Um, for us, it took six months. It really depends on the way you market. Certain marketing strategies are going to be more effective than others. What we did was cold calling. Um, And we got a lot of leads, but a lot of times these leads take some weeks and even months to nurture. Um, So that's kind of how we approached it. We just built up a large pipeline and we would follow up with our sellers. And that's how we got our first deal. It was was a follow up. And um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it works. Once you get the property under contract, it can usually close within 30 days. Um, Sometimes it might take two months or a little longer, depending on if the seller needs to move their stuff out. But I think a normal typical timeline is two to four weeks.
0: Okay. And is that yeah. how you got your initial cash to move into other, other spectrums of um, real estate?
2: Yeah, that's exactly how we, uh, how we did it. So um, wholesaling was really like a cash producing business that we had, and we from the profit that we got from that business, we pretty much invested that into our transition from single family to multifamily. Um, and the reason we did that was just because that was the end goal, like Kenneth said. And really, we were just, um, there was no, in our, in our minds, there was no point in waiting anymore. We were just like, you know what, we're young, we can go ahead and do this. There's no reason we can't. The only reason that we haven't was because we had these self-limiting beliefs. Um, just thinking we were too young, we had no, not enough experience, maybe we didn't have enough money. And all that is a self-limiting belief, in my opinion. So once we set that aside, we just took action. Um, and then we got you know in touch with the right people, we joined the right groups. Um, of course, that comes at some type of value that you have to give up, which in our case was um, a fee, right? You have to pay to get into certain groups. And that's what we did. But um, yeah, that's exactly why we got into multifamily, uh, really just the scalability of it. You can scale at a lot faster rate than single family. If you want to get into a hundred doors, uh, you can just buy one property with multifamily. But when it comes to single family and you want a hundred properties, you're going to have to do a hundred different transactions. And obviously that's a headache. Yeah, um, so yeah. there's a lot of other reasons why we we think multifamily is um, a better fit for us and what our goals are. but um, that's really just like the gist of it in regards to how we got into it and why
0: okay. and, and how old are you guys?
2: yeah i'm I'm well, nineteen.
1: um Jeffrey.
3: yeah i'm 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 the older brother i'm twenty two and then um these yeah, these are my younger brothers. Well. my
1: Jeffrey and I are twins.
3: They're twins, okay. yeah, so they're both nineteen.
0: so yeah, and you mentioned um. Limiting beliefs. I, I would think that at your age, I mean, most most people. Well, I don't want to say most people, but I would say many people probably don't have the mindset that you have. How do you How do you guys How do you guys deal with that? With protecting your mindset and making sure you don't get sidetracked with all the, you know, the negativity and memes out there that says, "Yo, you can't do this."
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I guess part one of that or like step one would be building the mindset and I think we can all agree um, that reading a lot of books and especially from like entrepreneurs and business people that has been the game changer for us um, just reading a lot and in terms of protecting our mindset I would say we definitely have uh, made our circle small and we really protect who we surround ourselves with and, and we protect our energy. Um, I'm a firm believer that you are the sum of the five people you surround yourself with. And that can include like people you listen to on podcasts or uh, your favorite authors. Um, we just really try to limit the kind of people that we surround ourselves with. And um, we try to, we tried our best to um, connect with people that we can either uh, learn from or who we, who we would trade places with and, and get value in exchange and value.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like, can you go ahead? Yeah, but pretty much. Yeah. uh, Like my brother said, you know, reading the right books really sets your mindset. And, um, you know, once you have insight on certain um, aspects of, of a way of thinking basically like of a mindset, um, basically knowing that anything is possible as long as you kind of set goals for yourself and then you kind of wake up with the intention of uh, trying to reach those goals. Um, I really don't think uh, I don't think that there's anything that's impossible. So that's, um, you know, w- with the books that you read, you you kind of learn that success is um, I mean, it, it's very simple. You just you, you set goals and you act towards those goals every single day and you don't let yourself get down um, in regards to not being able to do anything because there's always going to be obstacles.
2: Yeah, yeah. And to kind of know. piggyback off that something that we've uh, we've all found very helpful is pretty much spending our money on things that um, are going to have some type of return on investment and in, in, in by investment I mean or the return is, is typically for us is, is investing in mentorships or coaches or uh, just mastermind groups rather than buying a car because we could have of course with the money that we paid for certain groups we could have bought the nicest car that you know a lot of people would have thought oh this is awesome like you've, you've reached success because you have that materialistic object but for us we'd rather invest in building relationships and that's actually taken us to the next level because we've been able to open doors and meet new people and have access to these people and their information and really just by rubbing their shoulders with these people uh, we're not only removing those self-limiting beliefs we're also getting the mindset they have we're learning from them and we're pretty much just having access to all the knowledge that we wouldn't have had if we would have spent that money elsewhere
0: what do you think the one book was that really got you that really ignited your, your quest to get into real estate.
1: I would say rich and poor dad poor for sure. Yeah, easy. Yeah, dad. I would first say
0: book. that was
3: the first book that just kind of opened our eyes. But as far as um, so that was like the first book that we pretty much read. But you know, think and grow rich, and, and really a lot of Napoleon Hill kind of changed our insight and kind of knowing that you know we could do it. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, definitely. And as far as reading, how much how much do you guys like to read per month or annually? How many how many books are you going through every year?
2: Yeah, so I I mean honestly, I'm always listening to an audio book every day. Like um, in my mor- the morning routine, I have built it in where while I'm journaling, while I'm pretty much doing my morning routine, I, I typically have it on. So I actually I I I, I don't really count. I I do sometimes write the book down, but it's almost like there's every single day I'm listening to something. So it's a habit at this point, more so than me trying to reach a goal. Uh, I just think it's a habit now. So I don't know about my brothers, but um, I know that my Kerwin, for example, I know he does kind of similar thing.
1: Yeah. I, I would just say um, for us, uh reading has become like pretty much a habit that we do every single day. Um, and it's more about just doing it every day and building it as like a part of your life because i think a lot of people um, especially in our society feel like education stops with college whereas um you know uh, we honestly i I think you should be a lifelong learner because if you stop learning and you stop growing then you're dying
3: Mm -hmm. yeah and for me um i would say i mean this year uh, of course as much as possible but my goal really is to do one to two books a month um and and these some of them I might reread because, um, you know, as you grow in the journey uh, of, you know, spirituality and, and kind of um, entrepreneurship, you kind of you definitely change. So the way you view things and the way that you perceive the information changes. So whenever you reread, you might see something that you didn't first see. Um, so but I would say one to two, two books a, a month is yeah. kind of my goal this year.
2: Yeah. And and to kind of just like, I also read, like I listen to audiobooks and I read, but I learned in the first few months of my journey, my entrepreneurship journey, I was really just trying to get through as many books as possible. Um, And I don't think in my opinion, I didn't take as much value from it. Then now what I'm doing is I'm reading 10 pages a day and I'm trying to apply what I learned that day or that week. Uh, And I've learned that if I do it in smaller amounts, rather than just trying to accumulate the amount of books I can read just for like, I guess my, I was just really uh, feeding my ego with the number of books for me, it's more so what I, what do I take from them? And by reading a little bit a day, I'm able to do that in more of a calculated way, if that makes sense.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I know, Jeffrey, I know you mentioned that you um, you left university after your first year to, you know, pursue this full time. Yeah. So how does, yeah, so how um, do you think that's um, accelerated your, where you are in life right now or what do you think that's done for your life?
2: Yeah, um, that's a great question. So for me personally, I just first off, like to say that if anyone is looking to go to school, that's fine. Like everyone has their own journey. Uh, for me, it wasn't for me. I was in school. I had a really good GPA. Um, I was doing well. I was in a lot of clubs, but I wasn't getting the fulfillment that I wanted. And that once I opened or once we all started our wholesaling business, that's, that's what I was more excited about. And I just loved it. So I've learned now, looking back, I've in, in college, it's, it's very hard from personally and where I was and what I was doing. It was very hard for me to stay on the right path in regards to not doing things I shouldn't be doing and things that were most likely not going to help me get to the place that I wanted to get to. Um, so by putting pulling myself away from school, for one, it was just I, I'm now in control of who I hang out with, who I spend my time with, what habits I'm picking up um, in regards to my attention, my focus. All of that, all of that is now under my control because if I'm living in a dorm room, I have no control over that. And it's very hard to stay out of doing dumb things. In my opinion, if you're on campus, unless you have incredible self-discipline and it's possible, but for me personally, it's just now I've, I've developed that mindset and just by putting myself away from it, that's the biggest thing I'd say I, take, I took away. Um, also, I, in the beginning, I was looking at it from more of like a time standpoint where I didn't want to waste or not waste time, but spend time on something that I didn't think was going to have a return on the the time I invested versus me actually just learning on my own because I'm reading books. I'm obviously starting my own businesses and I'm meeting these people and I'm learning from them versus me actually just being like reading it from a textbook. I'm doing it in real life and getting that experience. So in my opinion, like it really is who the person is, how uh, disciplined are you and how hungry are you to actually go out there and do something. And if that's the case, then maybe school isn't for you. But if, if you don't really know what you want to do, then like, obviously I think it's better than doing
0: nothing. For sure, for sure. Yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah, and I would think, yeah, being in a dorm in a college, like you said, I mean, it takes incredible discipline. I think because not even even outside of doing stupid things, I, I think the, there's a different mentality as what most people want to do when they're in university. They're looking to you know graduate and get a job, right? As, rather than starting starting your own business or Really invest
2: in an asset. So, no, yeah, that's 100% right. And to go into that as well, like, like you said, everyone has a similar mindset in school. So it's almost like trying to go swimming in a pool without getting wet, right? You're going to get wet. So, whatever they think, most likely will rub off on you in some way. And a lot of them do just want to go work for someone, or which is not bad at all. That's good. We need, we need people into it, you know, be employee. But if you're an entrepreneur uh, and that's something that you, are passionate about, it's going to be very difficult because all these people are going to have their own beliefs and it's almost going to seem like you're the crazy one. But when I hang out with my brothers and I'm sure they can kind of jump in on this, but by hanging out with just people that like have these uh, ambitious goals, it almost becomes like the norm and that makes it even more possible. And once you're actually able to uh, believe in that because you see other people not only believing in it, but they they are achieving it, it makes it like that much more likely. And now it's like there's no doubt. But before, if I would have stayed, then it would have all been like a dream, something that I, I probably couldn't, I don't know if I would have done it. In my opinion, I probably wouldn't have.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, and not only not only just the students too, but the classes you're taking too, it's all geared toward, you know, one final outcome, in my opinion. So yeah, I mean, I think that was definitely a shrewd and one you probably won't regret, I think. Mm-hmm.
3: And, and also to kind of build off of that, and not to bash on the school systems, but You know, you can go to a college, um, any college really, and and even the best colleges typically and, and get a business degree. And typically the professors don't even have a business, but they're teaching about business, which really makes no sense to me because really what I've learned is I not, like I said, not to bash on any educational system, but I feel like I've learned a lot actually doing business and actually building a business than most people would have learned in a four-year business degree
0: yeah definitely and yeah just to add on that i want to preface yeah we're not bashing bashing the educational system i mean there's definitely a need for that so we're not bashing that we're just talking about alternatives here so yeah definitely like you said i mean i mean you pay what you can pay 30 40 50 grand to go to school for a year like you said you can do the same thing to Join one of the groups, and um, we all share one one group in common. I mean, you can pay that amount of money, and yeah, even the amount of money I've learned with mentors and joining groups in six months probably exceeds what I learned in a four year four year college environment. So, I mean, it's all a matter of um, just choices and what what you want to do. I guess I I would say, yeah, Yeah, I I agree, hundred percent.
2: Yeah, said.
0: so what are you guys? Um,
2: go ahead. I'm for talking. the rest
0: of, for like the next 12 months, what are, what are your guys' goals for, for your company?
3: So, um, since we're in multifamily, um, we, what we do is we go out and raise equity and, and look to partner with um, people from our group, of course. And so we raise equity and go out and buy apartment complexes. Um, So by the end of this year, um, we would like to have a minimum of 200 units um, or assets under management, Um, and that can vary in price, but probably around 30 to 35 million, um, depending on, you know, location and and market, Um, as well as, um, you know, there's certain revenue goals that we want to have as far as, you know, acquisition costs and cash flow. But um, that's just like the bird's eye view for uh, the, the, the end of this year. Okay.
0: And um, any, any long-term goals as far as what you want to see, like maybe the next five, ten years?
1: Uh, well, one of our major goals is to retire our mom uh, as soon as possible. And so we'd like to do that within the next two years, ideally, and replace her income and just uh, kind of give back to her because she's made a lot of sacrifices for
0: us. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I'm sure she'd appreciate that, huh? <laughs> and you guys are what? What city? What city and state are you guys in?
1: I'm Durham, yeah. Durham, North Carolina.
0: Okay. Yeah, there's actually yeah. a lot of a lot of good opportunities there as far as investing I've been seeing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, real estate has always been just like like we see it as a um, the first business of many that we plan on starting. But uh, like a lot of people, they tend to do real estate towards the end of their careers to build wealth. But we're just trying to do it backwards. And uh, um, really prioritize building long-term wealth so our gen- we can create generational wealth and not really have to worry about that. So we can uh, just kind of live our lives by our own design and really just pursue our passions outside of the constraints of having to work a 9 to 5 or uh, work for money in general.
0: Okay, very cool. All right. So guys, I I, want to jump into um, a lightning round. So these are questions I usually ask everybody that comes on the show, usually the same set of questions. So you guys can, anybody who wants to grab one can grab one. So I asked you about books. So the next one would be, um, how has a failure or perceived failure actually allowed you a greater success later?
3: Um, I can, so back on our wholesaling business, there was, um, a time when there was, we had gotten basically a, a property under contract, found a buyer and took it to close, but found out that, you know, there was a, um, there was a lien on the property. So in our eyes at first we were, uh, we had perceived it not necessarily as a failure. So, um, I don't know if this will count, but, you know, it was definitely a downtime because we thought it was going to close and we were going to make 15 grand, but it actually didn't close. But what we learned from it was the fact that we were, we had done it. And so from that moment on, we, we learned that failure or uh, there's always going to be failure or obstacles. And the universe has its way of testing you to see how bad you really want it. And whenever you overcome that obstacle, or just don't give up, um, basically, like the phenomenon of three feet from gold, you know, your your success in, in ways that you couldn't even fathom are
0: just right around the corner. Okay, very good. Love that. Love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, this is one of my favorite, if you could have a billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say? What message would you want it to project?
1: Um, I would, For me, it would be, um, as corny as it sounds, like uh, step one of accomplishing something is to believe that you can do it. Something along the lines of that, like just believing in yourself, because I think a lot of people don't even think, like they don't even try to do something just because they think it's so unrealistic. Um, but a lot of most successful people, they started by just believing it was possible. And then putting in the action to follow up with that. But I think a fatal flaw in our society is that so many people have just been whittled down to like not believe in themselves and to think that a lot of things like financial freedom, something as as possible as financial freedom is like a fantasy. Um, And I just think that that's like a misconception that needs to to definitely be dealt
0: with. Yeah, that's so true. And and again, yeah, that all ties back to mindset, right? Yeah, There's just so much negativity, which creates so much self-doubt that I think, yeah, that's so true. And so many people that, yeah, they don't think they can do it. All right. Excellent. And, and what is a habit or peculiar routine that you love?
2: Yeah, I'll kind of jump in on that. Um, so I can kind of just quickly go into like our daily routine and I don't, I don't necessarily have a favorite habit, but we do all of us have habits. So we wake up anywhere from 4 to 5 AM. What we'll do is we'll have breakfast. I do my yoga. I, I started my meditation Now it's guided meditation and then we work out and I'll go home and take a shower. It's always make sure it's a cold shower. Um, The reason I do all of these things is one to to become centered because I feel like um, as any, any person, if you, everyone has thoughts, but it's almost like you're on, you're just like, you're on like, you're in front, you're you're standing in the middle of a traffic uh, on the highway. That's how it would be if you weren't aligned. But if, if you can, really just like disidentify from the thoughts and really just become centered and not focus on the past or the, or the future, but really just be in the present. I've noticed for myself that I I enjoy life a lot more. So that's why meditation and then the cold showers and just working out puts me in uncomfortable situations. And it makes me do things and including waking up early. It makes me do things that I don't ever look forward to doing. Obviously I do sometimes, but like there's a lot of days where you don't want to get up or you don't want to go to the gym. And you're able to do it every single day. You're just proving to yourself that you can do things, even when it's uncomfortable. Um, and I do that every single day. And when it comes to business, you're going to face that every day. And if you're not, you're not growing. And that means your business isn't growing, which means that you're not going to be able to achieve any any ambitious goals that you had. Um, and then once I'm out of the shower, I'll journal and I'll do my affirmations and I'll read a little bit. And then I start my day. Um, but all of that is really just trying. It's like a my miracle morning for me. And Kerwin has a similar uh, habit, habits. But all of that, in my opinion, if I start my day out that way, I know the rest of the day is going to be very productive, very f- fulfilling, and I'm going to grow because I already won. Um, and I, I feel like um, I usually do that all by 9 o'clock. So if I can do a lot of that, then I'm. it, it just puts me in a better spot than most people. Uh, and I, I see all these people that are walking around. It seems like they're uh, zombies almost. Like they're not really happy with their life, and I don't want to be like that. Um, so it's kind of just like something that I found very helpful in my life and yeah, those are like the main ones. But um, no, yeah, definitely all of them have been very helpful.
0: Okay, very cool. Very good. All right. And in the last five years, which pretty much pushed you guys back in your teenage years, but in the last five years, what new belief, behavior, or habit has most improved your life?
3: I can touch on this one. Um, I think... Um, New belief would definitely be that um, anything that you can think of is, is possible. Um, Just hard work, dedication, the right habits will put you in the right places in order to achieve those, uh, those beliefs that you, um, that you think that you can. And then habits, um, you know, like my brother said, we've started doing things to better ourselves, not just Um, you know, physically, but mentally, um, you know, trying to grow mentally as well as spiritually. Um, So just habits, uh, you know, habits kind of,
1: what what happened? Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to do that.
3: Um, Yeah, habits pretty much guide you in the right direction. And that's kind of what we've learned in the last really year. Um, But I think that's really what's been most life-changing for us
2: Yeah, and something else, like, obviously, five years ago, for me, was like, not I was very young. But the thing that I I think all of us started five years ago was working out. Um, And I think the principles that you learn by going to the gym, and for me, it's building muscle, but becoming disciplined, where I show up every single day, and I go, and literally, like, I would say, at least half of the days in the week, I don't want to go, but we go six times a week for the last five years, pretty much. Um, It's become a habit at this point. And just being able to master your mind in that way of doing things that you really don't want to do. I've applied that to every other aspect, and it's really like a like a formula that I've learned early on, and now I apply it to everything, um, and it, it built that discipline in me that I, I always knew I had, but when it came to school, I just really didn't like school as much in high school, um, so it kind of lowers your self esteem when you're getting not you know not doing you know, you're not doing as well as everyone else is, um, and I'm just feeling like I I obviously wasn't putting as much time and effort. Like if I would have if if I if I, I would have put all that time and effort, I would have got better grades, but I was just labeling it as me not being as smart as everyone else, which lowered my self-esteem. But once I learned that if I can apply the same habits and discipline that I use for the gym towards everything else, when it comes to business or self-development or whatever it is, you can get the results. And I learned that early on because of uh, working out, in my opinion.
0: Okay, very good. All right, and guys, what, what advice, what advice will you give to someone new to investing or new to real estate?
2: I'll I'll go really first, really quickly. Yeah, you're well one one piece of uh, like a, a, a saying I like is, you're one relationship away from leveling up, and to kind of go into that, you are the sum of the five people you hang out with the most. So be very very picky with who you spend your time with because if you can be, uh, if you can be intentional about that, and you're surrounding yourself with people that are not only better than you but are doing things that you want to be doing, it's almost inevitable to. That, for that to rub off on you and you're going to be able to get to where you want to be.
1: All right. Yeah, yeah, definitely, um, definitely they, people should prioritize taking action, uh, but absolutely, you know, take some time to learn, but choose a date when they're going to just take action because we have a lot of people that reach out to us and ask us how to get started. And um, a lot of times, you know, a few months later, they'll ask us again. And it's just, uh, you know, we, 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 we absolutely understand that it's, it can be scary, but you'll. Uh, we just we are firm believers that you'll never be hundred percent prepared. You'll never know everything, and a lot of this is failing forward and learning on the go, and that's a, that's kind of the entrepreneurial like that's the journey is just learning as you go. Um, that that's part of the process. So, do to, to learn, learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable?
3: Okay. Yeah. And the <clears throat> the last one I would say would be, um, really just just belief having faith that you know you as long as you put in the work you know you can't half-ass anything but and, and and expect an outcome but as long as you put it in the work persistence will pay off so I think being persistent is one of the most it, it's definitely one of the keys to success because if you work hard enough towards anything eventually you know it'll 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 you'll, it'll become true. So basically, like, if you're, if there's a big tree, and you hack at that tree long enough, eventually that tree will fall.
0: Definitely, definitely. Hey, guys, and real quick, I'm going to edit this out. But if we lose connection, just come back to the same link, because I want to, It's a few more questions I want to ask. So I think it's about to cut us off. But yeah. All right. So um, let me see, a couple of more questions, guys. So... When you're feeling overwhelmed or unfocused, what do you do?
1: We, we uh, like to take walks. We go out walks in our neighborhood. Um, sometimes we'll take a lap and eat an ice cream cone. <laughs> That's kind of like our <laughs> our break. Um, sometimes when we're just feeling stressed out, we'll
2: go on a walk in some sunlight. It's always good to remove yourself. And um, in a way, like walking is a form of meditation. You can just kind of like take your mind off the the day to day grind. Yeah, and for me. Uh, Similar to that, we always uh, we live together, so we go on walks together. But since I i I'm, I've started my meditation a while ago, and I'm by just closing my eyes and breathing and focusing on my breathing, I am able to put myself back into the place of where I usually am if I'm meditating, and that place is peaceful. It's quiet. Um, everything's aligned. I'm not there. There might be thoughts coming into my brain, but I'm not really paying them attention. I'm just watching them, and that puts me in a place where the i try to just focus on the present and everything that would have gotten me nervous in regards to the past or the future is irrelevant at that point so i think meditation is very very effective because once you do it a certain amount of times you get really good at just coming back to that place just by simply focusing on your breathing
0: yeah definitely i started meditation about a year ago and i can't i think i could do a whole podcast just on meditation it's yeah yeah i love it all right and um what are bad recommendations you hear in your day to day for people new to investing or entrepreneurship?
2: Um, that's a good question. Um, some like bad things. Uh, I would say. I think people don't. Uh, it depends, I guess, who the advice is from. But you really just want to. Um, first, I would say, like, just in general, be careful of who you take advice from because and that's kind of kind of like supporting what you're saying right you want to really be careful who you're taking information from because you really want to make sure you trade places with that person if you're going to take advice from them a lot of people um, they just might say something because of their experience and what they've you know done or what they failed at or what they haven't been able to do and that's going to affect what they say and if you look at them as a source of authority. Um, An information that's going to you know negatively impact your future in regards to what action you take. So definitely, that's that's what I would say. Um, I'm not sure my brothers have anything to add.
0: Okay, very good. And one more before we pop off. So I think this is this is one I just added. This might kind of catch you off guard. But what what important truth do very few people agree with you on?
2: Could you repeat that last part? I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, so it's what important truth do very few people agree with you on? So what do you know to be true sure that most people don't, don't agree with
3: you on? Yeah, I would say the big one in our lives, and I think my brothers also could relate to this, is the fact that um, in order to be successful, you don't necessarily have to go the traditional route um, as far as like college. And like I said, not to bash on college, but there's definitely alternatives in which you can become very successful. um, And it really takes hard work, persistence and knowing what you want. But I think that is the one important truth that a lot of people wouldn't really agree with us on because everyone thinks that um, you have to go to college in order to become successful. When in reality, most people that are very successful, they either go to college for a little bit and say that it's not, it didn't really help them or they don't go at all. So I would say that's really it.
2: Yeah. And I would say um, to kind of go into that a little bit, it it, it definitely ties in is um, things that people see as risk. Um, It's really just a perspective. And I think it's like the way you just look at it, the way you approach it. For example, us dropping out of me dropping out of school and then starting my business. Most people in America would say that's stupid because I'm, I'm. there's no guarantee. There's nothing I can fall back on. But for me, uh, I'd rather go all in. And the way I did that was I burnt all the ships so I had nowhere else to go. Uh, and that puts a fire under me that says you have no choice, which makes it even – I know I'll, there's no way I'll fail because I'm never going to quit. Um, And I think people don't have that radical mindset and for a lot of people just because they have that backup plan It ends up being the reason they never are able to achieve what they were trying to achieve Just because they they weren't willing to go all in and I think that's what it takes to do certain things Especially when it comes to starting your own business Um, You have to go all in because it's very competitive and it's not easy That's why most people don't do it and most people fail, but a lot of people also always are looking to, you know, what if I fail? I don't, in my opinion, that, that mindset is why you fail.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not what if I fail, but what if I succeed? Right. Instead of looking for exactly. what might go wrong, look for what might go right. Yeah. All right. Very good guys. I mean, thanks so much for joining me today. I think you guys are an inspiration to anybody listening. So I really appreciate you guys coming on. So um, real quick, before we jump off, if anybody wants to get in touch with you or collaborate with you, what's the, what's the best way to get in touch?
2: Yeah, our website is donisinvestmentgroup.com. That's D-O-N-I-S investmentgroup.com. And there you can find uh, for like people that are just looking to maybe potentially uh, learn about multifamily real estate. We have some uh, handout that they can download for to learn what mistakes to avoid. And we also have, um, if you're a fix and flipper, coming from a fix and flipping background, we have some ways that you can avoid paying those high taxes that a lot of times, um, you know, investors are, um, are, are, are forced to kind of pay as a flipper, but of course, you know we're not we're not financial accountants, so um, you know we're just this is not financial advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And quickly for social media, we're at Donis Brothers. That's at D O N I S Brothers on every platform you can think of.
0: Okay, excellent. All right, again, guys, thanks so much for coming on, and um, I'm sure I'll be talking to you soon. You guys have a great day, and keep at it. Thanks. You guys are doing an amazing job. thank Thank you for having
3: us appreciate it take
0: care all right take care guys bye there you have it guys another episode of dealmaker diaries in the books if you enjoy and or find value in what we're doing please do leave us a nice review it goes a long way in keeping the show moving in the right direction for you investors if you're looking for places to put your hard-earned capital to work Head on over to our website g1cgrp.com and sign up for our investor list to be informed of the different projects we're raising capital for that will provide you with the cash flow your investments so much deserves.